0: As we begin in this T31 series and we're in message number two today, this week we're going to focus on family and we're going to be thankful for our family this week. Today as we're talking about families, open up your Bibles as we read 1 Thessalonians chapter number five and as we stand today as we read the word of God. The Bible says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter number five and verse number 18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now what we're going to do in the T31 series is we're going to work on as a church being the most thankful. Church in the whole region for 31 days. So, if we're going to work on being the most thankful church for 31 days in the whole region, here's the reason why we're going to be thankful. If attitude affects outlook, outlook then begins to affect thought processes. Thought processes develop mindsets, mindsets develop strongholds, and most strongholds in our life are ungodly. The way we begin to combat some of this stuff is to begin to change our attitude and to begin to change our outlook. Many of us, we have every reason in the world to be thankful because we live in the United States of America, but most of the time we complain more than we're thankful. If we have this stigma about us as the church that we do gripe a lot, we do complain a lot, we do have a very unthankful, ungrateful attitude many times until Thanksgiving and Christmas when we're made to give and made to rejoice and all those things, well, let's change the outlook of everybody in our community and let's set the standard. Let's begin to change things in the world that we live. Let's change the atmosphere of our region. Let's change the atmosphere. And we started last week. It's always got to start with you. But today we're going to focus on starting it in our family. So I am hoping you are thankful for yourself last week this week we're going to be thankful for our family and so the title of this morning's message is why Limoth?" is the title of this morning's message I'll say it one more time it's a crazy Greek word that you got to get to know why Limoth? this word literally means jacked up families now I'm just playing <laughs> really the reason I wanted you to wear camouflage today is because this in this day and age Christian families blend in with the world's families And too many times as camouflaged Christians, we leave the church, and if somebody saw you in Walmart and an unsaved, ungodly person in Walmart, they wouldn't even know the difference. Because when the checker at Walmart messes up on your your checking out all your stuff, you react just like the world reacts. And we begin to blend in with everything. So I want us as a standard in the church to not be camouflaged families anymore. In fact, I want us to not be camouflaged at all. Instead, I want us to set apart And be different. And have you ever noticed if you're not in the woods or out in a forest and you're wearing camouflage, you're actually the one that stands out. Because if I wear this in Walmart, I don't blend in with anything unless I'm in the hunting section. Right? If I wear this in the Chili's to eat lunch, I don't blend in with anybody. And in fact, people are going to look at you and say, I guess they didn't go to church this morning. (laughs) Right? You, You know it. And so you got the perfect opportunity to change the atmosphere of the world you live in simply by what you're wearing today. And so as we begin to revamp the structure of family, we want to begin to start with this morning with the simple letter F. Everybody say F. F. Family. Family all be always begins with F. And so I'm going to do a completely different style of message today. We're going to come up with an acronym for the word family. And at the end, I'm going to ask that you begin to live out this acronym in your family. Now, acronym is this. It's a, you have the letters of a word, and you simply put a phrase or a definition for what that letter means. Okay, so some of y'all are looking like, acronym? What's an acronym? What? What do you call me? And so we're going to come up with an acronym for the word family. And so as we begin with family this morning, everybody say F. F. Family this morning, the F stands for finding. Everybody say Finding. See, as we begin this morning, we're going to find a purpose in our family. Now listen, in life, anything that has value, it did not come by convenience. Am I correct? Anything in your life that has value, it did not come by convenience. It didn't just fall into your lap and, oh, I so appreciate it this much. Anything in your life that has value, you either worked for it or you sought it out or you paid sweat, blood, and tears to get it and you finally got to the place where it became of value to you. How many of you had to buy your first car? All right, I did. How many of you treated that first car pretty dadgum good? How many of you treated the car that you, your parents bought you differently than you treated the first car you personally bought? All right? Or were the first time your parents made you buy something with your own money? You begin to treat it a little bit different. You begin to treat it with great value. And so we got to begin as the body of Christ to find the value once again in family. And so Matthew 7, 7 says this, asking it, it will be given to you, Seek and you will find, Knocking, the door will be open to you. God is not wanting to work at finding value in family so you earn it. God is wanting you to work at finding the value in your family so you'll appreciate it. A lot of people get that messed up and they say, I'm going to work at finding the value in my family so you think you're earning something. It's not earning anything because you already got your family. The problem is we don't value our family as much as we value a football game sometimes. We don't value our family as much as we value a car sometimes, or a sport sometimes, or a hobby sometimes. So in this, I want us to refine the value in family, not so you can earn the value of your family, but so you can appreciate the value in your family. Amen? And so if we're going to be finding something, if we're going to be searching for something, God says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you will Find. I promise, when you begin to embark on an attitude of thankfulness for your family, for your loved ones, you're going to begin to refine the value in your family. You will begin to refine the value in your marriage. You will begin to refine the value in your kids. When you begin to find value in something, it automatically appreciates in your life. It automatically raises the standard of them in your life. It automatically brings them to a whole nother level in your life when you begin to find value in these certain members of your household again. This week, as we begin to be thankful for our family, some of you are thinking, Pastor, you don't even know who I'm married to. When you begin to find value, even in the midst of the worst and most destitute marriage situation... You'll begin to change your outlook. and outlook will change a thought process. Thought processes change, then mindsets change, then the whole manifestation begins to change. Even today, some of you are sitting here thinking, I don't have anything to be thankful for in my family. Pastor, you don't understand, I was abused as a kid. Pastor, I've had the worst childhood in my life, and I'm not thankful for any of it. I want you to find something in your life to begin to be thankful for in the area of your family. Listen, if it wasn't for a family, whether how dysfunctional they may be, you wouldn't even be here. So if the only thing you can say is, God, I'm just thankful that that happened, so I'm here. And now you can begin to change the legacy of your family as we begin to go throughout this series. And so when you find a reason to be thankful for your family, you'll begin to find value in the family again. I said a minute ago at the beginning of this message, Christian families blend in the world just like a worldly family. One of the main reasons for this is we have lost the value in family. Divorce rate is just as high in the church as it is in the world. We've lost the value of family. So this week, watch what begins to happen as you begin to find value in your family once again. And when you find value in your family once again, it'll begin to change your outlook on the family. Everybody say A. A. Okay, so A is not a very big word. In fact, it's a real small word. And it's a very specific word. And it may be only one letter in character But in fact, it becomes to be one of the most precise letters in the alphabet. It becomes one of the most uh, specific letters when you use it in a sentence. And let's look at this example of the first family in the Bible. Obviously, this would be Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis. And listen to what the Bible says in Genesis chapter number 2, verse 21. And it says, so the Lord God caused, caused a, everybody say a, a deep sleep to come upon the man. While he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up the place with flesh. And that rib that the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast or cleave unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And now, as you read those three verses of Scripture, there are three specific things that God did. He had the man fall into a deep sleep, and there was a singular woman created out of a singular man created. Now, if we began to just change this and take out the word a and say, God created men and God created women, and they all got to just leave their father and the mother and cleave unto one another right? That changes the whole dynamic. That changes everything. See, when God said he made a specific man and a specific woman, he was creating the standard of family. I get asked this question all the time by people who are uh, talking to me in discussions about the Bible. They say, well, Joel, how come the Christian definition of marriage is a man and a woman, and how come in the Old Testament, even King David had multiple wives, well, listen, I can't, I can't sit here and uh, justify or defend everything that King David did. He murdered somebody. I'm not going to justify or defend that, okay? But I can say this. When God created humankind in the Garden of Eden, he created a man and a woman. So I'm going to go back to God's perfection before I go back to the Old Testament And read through all the scriptures about the law and everything that people did. And so as we go back to Genesis chapter 1, as God found a man and a woman, God was very specific in what he did. Now listen, in family, F-A-M-I-L-Y, you got finding. A, you're going to find something specific in your life. I want you to begin to find something specific every day to be thankful for. And I want you to be thankful for it all day. And I want you to even start this afternoon. I don't even want you to wait till this afternoon, no matter of fact. I want at the altar call for family to just get together and begin to pray over one another and be thankful that they're just here together. In this attitude of thankfulness for your family, you're gonna have to work a little bit. It's gonna get hard sometimes because tomorrow is Monday and most of the time people come home from Monday work days not in the greatest of mood and you get to walk in and be thankful. And so you're gonna have to work on finding a specific thing sometimes. If we're working at finding something that's specific, the M in family is gonna stand for your message your message as a family. What is your message as a family? What is the message your family puts out? If I were to poll 20 people of your closest friends, and I say, in one word, describe the, the representation of this family. What is their message as a family? What would that one word be to describe your family? Some people are like, oh, don't ask. Please don't ask my mom. (laughs) Please don't ask this person because I know what they would say. Here's the goal of this series is you need to find, F in family, A, a specific letter, a message that you want your family to portray. I want you to begin to find what you want your family to portray. And I promise as you as a husband, if you as a wife, and if you begin to teach your kids all this week to be thankful, why don't you let the message for this week in your family is we're going to be the most thankful family on our block. And we're going to change the I'm not going to be ashamed of my thankfulness. Husbands, this week, I know you're not big Facebookers, some of you. Facebook something great about your wife and tell the world how thankful you are for her. Wives, why don't you stop this week and just pull your husband aside out of his busy chaotic schedule and say, honey, just want you to know I'm thankful for all you do for the family. And some of you women are thinking, I would be lying through my teeth. Some of you men be saying, I'd be lying through my teeth. No, you're finding something specific to be thankful about. Still married to him, so there's at least one thing And if you can't find one thing, okay, thank for it by faith. Remember last week what we talked about? We talked about thanking him in all circumstances, not for, but in. And then we talked about thanking him for past victories. And then we talked about standing in thanksgiving, thanking him for things that you're believing him to do for your life in the future as though they had already happened right now. Some of you are like, I don't like this message anymore. It's not fun. I was inspired when I got here. I was like, T31, thankfulness, I can do this. (laughs) This is a challenge, and I'm going to ask you to rise to the occasion this morning, and I'm going to ask you to find a message for your family. I'm going to ask you to find something specific, because when you get the A, or when you get the F, and when you get the A, where you're finding A, you're finding something specific. This is where God says, this is his will for your life to be thankful in all circumstances. This is our key verse of scripture. And so when you begin to be thankful for the message that you're believing God you're for your family to become. God says you are in his will for your life because some of you make the will of God for your life so hard. Oh God, show me the divine will of God. God, I'll even move to Africa if you ask me to. I'll move to, I'll move to the Middle, Middle East if you need me to. God, I just wanna know your will. He said, give thanks in all circumstances. This is the will of God for your life. If you'll start thanking God for what you don't have, or I'm sorry, if you start thanking God for what you do have, it may just open the door to get you to the place where you receive what you don't have. A lot of people always say the grass is greener on the other side. No, the grass is greener where you water it. The grass is greenest where you water it. So husbands, all week long, I dare you. I triple red dog dare you. <laughs> I triple red dog dare you to water the lawn of your wife all week long with thankfulness. And some of y'all are like, I did it for three days and she didn't change nothing because she still thinks you're a liar, <laughs> Hey, when you plant a seed and water it, it doesn't sprout overnight. I'm trying to get you in a seven-day habit of thankfulness where maybe you'll carry it through to 10 or 12 and then you'll see a sprout. (laughs) See, some of y'all are waiting for a dead, withered up wife to bloom into a rose bush overnight. It ain't gonna happen. I'm challenging you to start a lifestyle change. I'm challenging you to start an attitude change, a mindset change about your family and begin to find a message for your family find a message in the midst of all the junk going on. Wives, I challenge you to do the same thing. Begin to water the grass in your family's life of your husbands and even your kids and parents. If you do not praise your kids on a daily basis, they're gonna find affirmation somewhere and most of the time it's not where you want them to find it. And listen, they may have not done anything good that day, but you know what I do? I still praise them and begin to praise your kids. Shower them with thankfulness. When is the last time you told your kids, I am so thankful that you're my son or my daughter? And just gave them a big old hug. Man, my kids are four and two. They don't even understand it, but they know I gave them a big hug and said something positive. And so when they need something, they're not going to turn to something else. They're going to turn to me. I want my kids to turn to me. I don't want them to turn to the world. I want them to turn to me, the, God, the, the one who's supposed to be the godly example in their life. And I try. Not perfect. Now hear me on this. If you do not label, if you don't get anything in this message, I hate it when preachers say this, but I'm going to say it. If you do not get anything out of this message today, get this. Uh, cliche. <laughs> I want you to get this. If you do not give your family a message, the world will. Come on. If you do not give your family a meaning, the world's going to give it meaning. If you do not begin to label your family with thankfulness or anointed or the power of God or something, the world's going to begin to label you as deadbeat, worthless, just like everybody else. Why do we got to go to church? Because their life's a wreck and they're in church every Sunday, but we don't even go in our life's a wreck, so we just get an extra two hours to sleep on Sunday. See, they're labeling you with a message whether you know it or not. The only reason that happens is because you haven't labeled yourself with a message. I want you to label your family with a message. Now, we got the first three letters done. Everybody say F. Everybody say A. A. Everybody say M. M. Now, we got a whole shift in concept. Okay? We got finding a message. You're going to find a message in your family. But here's the thing. The next letter is I. Everybody say I. I. This letter means intentional. You're going to have to be intentional about it. You're going to have to put your mind to it. Listen, the stats are, is that if you leave here today and do not write down one thing I say, within 24 hours, you'll remember less than nine, uh, excuse me, in 24 hours, you will have forgotten over 90% of this message. If you haven't taken it, if you're just sitting here listening, being a great church person, amen, oh yeah, love it, wow, that's great, I need to find a message for my family. If, you have, if that's all you're doing in less than 24 hours, you will have forgotten 90% of what I said. In 30 days, if you have not emphasized or been intentional about anything that we've done in this message, you will remember less than 1% of what I said. Many of you won't even remember what one acronym for the letter was after 30 days. Hey, pastor did a series 30 days ago, and and, and he did a message called family. Do you remember what the F stood for? Uh, It was something good, because he says good stuff. (laughs) Amen. At least give me an amen on that. (laughs) Oh, what does the Y stand for? Uh, Yearn. I, you remember less than 1%. So here's the thing. I've got to have you do. I've got to have you embrace this. I've got to have you be intentional about this. I've got to have you start finding something. And listen, the best way to be intentional about something is begin to put it into practice immediately. Everybody say immediately. There's another I. So you're going to be intentional, and to be intentional, you need to start doing it immediately. So everybody, say this with me: Thank you, Lord, Thank you, Lord for, my for my family. Now, can you smile when you say it this time? See, I, see, I, some of y'all are like, "Thank you, Lord, for my family." Yeah. We're, we're getting there, man. We're going to be intentional. So, everybody, say, "Thank you, Lord, Thank you, Lord for my family." And now when you begin to be intentional about it, and this is why I'm asking you to do something every day for seven days, it's going to begin to be ingrained on the inside of you. You may not remember the acronym that we're going through right now, but you'll remember that I was intentional about my family. And when I was intentionally thankful for my wife, and I let her know I was thankful, I saw her begin to blossom. I saw her begin to change. And then five months down the road, you won't be doing it anymore. I'm just going to be honest with you. You won't. You won't be doing it anymore. But you'll remember when a hard time hits that I need to be thankful in all circumstances, not for what I'm going through, but in it, and I need to start praising and building up my wife or my husband again. Because when I did that, I saw a turn in the tide. I saw a change in the family. It began to put value back where value belonged in the family. We found a message that week for our family, and it was thankfulness. And our family life was good that week in the midst of being thankful. And so now that we have found a message, and we're going to intentionally apply this message we're going to intentionally imply it how we live. So family means this, finding a message and intentionally living. We're on L. Everybody say L. L. I want you to begin to live this message. I mean, not just, not just casually do it, not just, oh, I'm just thankful for Mitch. He does good. No, I want you to live it. Here's why I need you to start living it, because the word of God begins to talk about what Jesus came for, and we know that he came that we would have life and have it more abundantly. The issue I see with families is we're not living, we're existing. I see married couples existing together, not living together. I see husbands and wives existing together, not living together. I see parents existing with their kids, not living together. My my kids have gotten into this crazy addiction called the iPad. And every morning, the first thing that even my two-year-old says is, Daddy, iPad? And I looked at him the other day, and I said, no. Pulled on my shirt, Daddy, iPad? And I realized for four days that we had just existed as a family. We didn't live. We were pacified with putting our kids on the couch with iPads and iPhones and saying, just stay out of my hair for a minute because they don't know my schedule. And I know they can't because they're four and two. But I realized for a week we had begun just existing, and there was no life. There was nothing, and we were pacified. We were okay with that for a time frame until a wake-up call began to happen in our family's life, and, the other, and yesterday I said, no electronics today. They were furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Daddy, you're so wonderful. <laughs> it's like, do you want to be with Dad? No. <laughs> I even said, Sherry even asked one of our kids, do you love your Daddy? No. <laughs> Not right now, they didn't. They didn't. And listen, I was okay for being the bad guy for a moment because I knew after 20 minutes they would start playing with the other things and we would start wrestling on the floor again and we would start living together and not existing together. The problem with families is that we don't live together. We just exist together. We just come to the same house and we watch the same TV, but there's no talking, there's no interaction, there's no loving on one another, there's no intentionality in the family anymore. And so if we're gonna change the world that we live in, change the concept, it must begin to change in the church and the church will only change with beginning in the family. And the family's going to change by you being intentional about what you do. Oh, yeah. And so I'm going to challenge you to be intentional. And I'm going to challenge you to live with your family, not exist with them. Listen, families, the biggest cause of divorce, uh, you can read any statistic out there, the biggest cause of divorce in families, they, they always relate it to money. They say financial problems are the biggest reason that people get, get divorced. I agree with that to the point of you specified it to a specific reason. I disagree with that to the point because before the money became a problem, there was a problem that we just existed together and we didn't live together. We existed together and as long as he or she paid the bills, I didn't really care. And then one day you found out you were in financial trouble and then it all blew up. What happened to all the money? It happened because you weren't living, you were existing. Kids are running wild today. It's because we exist with our kids. We don't live with our kids. I mean, families are going to hell in a handbasket, and it's because we're satisfied with existing and not living. Listen to what David said. He said, I will not die, but I will live, and I will declare what the Lord has done in my life. Some of you have so much trouble being thankful because you've just existed for the past 20 years. You haven't lived, and now you look back on something to be thankful for, and you're sitting here saying, I'm just stuck in a rut. A rut is simply this a coffin with both ends knocked out. And you're stuck there. And you've existed for so long, you you struggle finding something to be thankful for. But I want you to say this week, I will not die. My family will not die. My kids will not die. But I'm going to live. Everybody say, I will live. live. And I will declare declare. what the Lord has done. done. I want you to start declaring it. And, And declare doesn't mean. I thank Jesus, but I do it privately. No, declare means to say out loud with authority. That's what declare means. When the king is about to declare something to go into law, he doesn't sit there and say, here's your law. No, he declared it. He said, this is the way it's gonna be. Husbands and wives, I want you to begin to declare what God is doing in your life in an attitude of thankfulness. I'm so thankful that God is doing this in the life of my wife or the life of me or the life of my kids. I will not die, but I will live and I will declare what the Lord has done. F, that's finding. A, that's a specific thing. M, that's a messenger meaning. I, that's being intentional. L, that means living. So if you are going to be a family, you are going to find a message and intentionally live it. Y stands for you. Don't point at somebody else and say, you gotta do it. No, Y means you or me in essence. Y means me in the whole grand scheme of things. I'm going to ask it to start with you. Women are sitting here saying, well, the Bible says my husband is the head of my household. I understand that. Start being a thankful wife that your husband is the head of your household. (laughs) Don't wait for him to start thanking. You start thanking God that he is. Well, I really don't see him as that. I was just saying what the Bible said. Well, that's where you stand in thankfulness that he's becoming what the Bible already says he is. That's where you're thanking by faith again. Now listen, you in this has to be where you take ownership, where you begin to grab onto things. And now listen, when you begin to start with a jacked up family and you have Y-Lemith in your life, you know your family is backwards. You know your family isn't great. You have y limith going on rather than family. When you start with Y or you, it'll flip your family back right side up. It'll turn the tide of your family. I need you to be the catalyst for a revolution in your family. You may be in here and you may be 12, and you may be thinking, Joel, you don't understand what my family life is like. I wanna challenge you to go home and just tell your mom and dad, thank you for being my mom and dad. It doesn't matter what they did to you yesterday. I want husbands, you to go home when you leave here today. Thank you just for being my wife and sticking with me through it for however many years you've been married. Husbands, go home and tell your wives that. Wives, go home and tell your husband the exact same thing. Y'all, this isn't rocket science about being thankful, but it is about being intentional. And if we're going to turn Y-Lemiths back into families, it's going to take us being intentional about what we do. I want to read you this verse of Scripture right here. James 3, verse 4 and 5. And it says, Look at also the great ships. They are also large, and they are driven by strong winds. They are guided, though, by a very small rudder, in whichever direction the pilot directs it. So also, also the tongue is a very small member, yet it boasts of great things. See how a great forest is set ablaze by such a small spark or a small fire. See, God says, I don't need you to be big and great and grandiose. He said, I need you to take this thing in your mouth that you used to curse your husband, curse your wife, curse your family, and curse your kids for years now. I need you for one week to change it. And it says, see how such great ships are steered by a small rudder. Also, how great forests are set ablaze by a small spark or the tongue. Listen, how many of you want your family set ablaze for the positive and not the negative? Say amen. How many of you want your family to become a great and mighty force in the area that you live in? Say amen. It's done by one small part of your body and it's called your tongue. And if you're gonna be thankful, you cannot be thankful and be silent about it. If you're gonna be thankful, I'm gonna ask you to use your tongue and put vocal cords behind it, and breath of life in it, and you begin to be thankful. Now if we go backwards with the word family, and you have all these things, Y-L-I-M-A-F all the way through, starting with you. When you, Y-O-U, live intentionally with a message, it's amazing what you're gonna find. Y-L-I-M-A-F backwards, you can do the same acronym. When you live intentionally with a message, it's amazing what you're gonna find. I'm gonna say it one more time because some of y'all need to realize this week, God can do something amazing in my life. When you live intentionally with a message, it's amazing what you'll find.